You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. unless you're willing to use it and wear it. Some people want the temporary tingle. Ooh. Some people want to turn God on and turn off like a shower. God doesn't need weekend warriors to put their mantles on on Sunday. God doesn't need Sunday saints and Monday ain'ts. God needs mantle wearers. God needs people who will wear their mantles always. God needs anointed carriers, those who will take up their mantle and never lay it down. No matter what the obstacles, no matter what the problems that may come against you, you won't lay the mantle down. People who want to serve God are going to face opposition. God used the prophet Elijah despite hostility from the ruling class. Elisha would face the same thing, but was willing to endure it to be used by God. Pastor Dave's going to challenge you to be willing to be an instrument of God's will, no matter the danger. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 2 Kings chapter 2 as he continues his message, Up and Away. And so it was when they crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taking away from you? Elisha said, Please, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And so he said, You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall be not so. Elijah looks at his protege and says, what can I do? What do you want? What do you want from me? Please, a double portion of your spirit be upon me. You've asked for a very hard thing, Elisha, a very hard thing. But if you see me when I'm taken up, it'll be so. But if you don't see me, you're not going to get that. Double portion. Elisha saw how great the spirit of God worked in Elijah. He witnessed it firsthand and he wanted the same thing. And they finally get to this place where Elijah is taken up by the Lord and he asks Elijah what he may do for him. Elijah answers that he wants a double portion and basically meaning that he wants to be Elijah's successor. I want to be your successor. I want to follow in your footsteps and I need to be prepared and I need to be doubly ready because it's going to be tougher than it was for you. I want to take your place. I want to continue what God started. And the idea of a double portion was not to ask for twice as much, although we're going to get to that in a minute but to ask for a portion that went to the firstborn, like in Deuteronomy 21, 17. Elisha asked for the right to be regarded as Elijah's successor. His firstborn in regard to ministry. But yet, he was already designated as Elijah's successor back in 1 Kings 19. This was a request for a spiritual power to fulfill the calling he had already received. And how many times have I said this? I'll say it one more time. God calls you in the ministry and then God equips you with the Spirit to do the ministry. As the Spirit comes upon you, it gives you the want to do the ministry. That's why we keep talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need that Spirit upon you. God calls you in the ministry and then He 
gives you the power. Let's look at 11 through 14. Then it happened. As they continued on and talked, and suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up in a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his clothes and tore them into pieces. He also took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him, and he went back and stood at the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the God of Elijah? And when he had also struck the water, it was divided this way, and Elisha crossed over. Wow. That must have been some sight. A chariot on fire, horses on fire. Man, what a sight. Elijah is taken up in a chariot of fire. Elisha watches, and the first thing he does is he tears his clothes. He rips his clothes. And remember, this was a sign of ultimate mourning. It can be a sign of disgust, but it can also be a sign of ultimate mourning. He's mourning so bad that he rips his clothes. As he does, he sees Elijah's mantle falling. Elijah's mantle's falling from the sky. Elijah's mantle, for me, represents the Holy Spirit. What does Elisha do? He goes and gets it. He gets it for himself. He has to pick it up. He has to receive it. He has to take it up. He's got to take it up for himself. It didn't fall on him. It fell over here. So he had to go and he had to pick it up and get it for himself. How much more will the Lord give you the Holy Spirit if you ask for it? You have to ask and receive. He asked, it fell, and he received it. He picked it up. I love that. He stoops over and he picks up the mantle. It doesn't fall on him. But he has to pick it up to receive what's there. It's the fulfillment of the requirement mentioned in 2 Kings 2.10. Elisha would indeed inherit the prophetic ministry of Elijah. Yet, Elijah wasn't happy when this happened. He took hold of his clothes and he ripped it. He was crying, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel. Once Elisha had the mantle, though, he automatically continues in the ministry of God through Elijah. He goes back to the Jordan River. He strikes the mantle into the river and he says, where is the God of Elijah? And immediately the water parts and Elisha walks on dry land. Elisha knew the power of the prophetic ministry did not rest in the mantle. He knew that the power of the ministry did not rest in the chariots of fire. It rested in the presence and the work of the living God. That's where it rests. Didn't rest in the mantle. The mantle was just an object that he used. It didn't rest in the chariots of fire. It rests alone in the living God in his power. The Lord God of Elijah was now with Elisha and he would inherit the same power and the direction of ministry. Even the men who were there looked dead. The spirit of Elijah rest on Elisha. Let's finish out this verses. Elijah's calling. Verse 15. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho saw him and they said, the spirit of Elijah rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed down before him. And they said to him, look now. 
There are 50 strong men with your servants. Please let them go and search for your master. Lest perhaps the spirit of the Lord has taken them up and cast them upon some mountain or into some valley. And he said, you shall not send anyone. But they said and urged him till he was ashamed. He said, send them. Therefore they sent 50 men and they searched for three days and did not find him. And when they came back to him, for he had stayed in Jericho, he said to them, did I not say to you, do not go? They wanted to find him. Surely he's up on a mountain someplace. Let's go find him. Well, this was futile. This was crazy. Elijah was in heaven. Elisha knew where Elijah was. He was in heaven. But he says, okay, go. They kind of pressured him into going. Okay, go ahead. Go. They come back. We couldn't find him. I'm sure Elisha said, duh. Of course they couldn't find him. He was in heaven. He was gone. He wasn't there. This story is probably one of the most spectacular stories of all scripture. But let's look at it this way. It's the changing of the guard. It's the passing on of the mantle. It's the transfer of the work of God from one generation to the next generation. It's a transfer. And I believe it must happen for the next generation to survive. If there's not a transfer of the work of God, if the mantle does not get picked up, generations will suffer, people will perish, and lives will be lost. Today, I challenge you, those people who have some time under your belt, those people, us old timers, we need to be Elijah's. We need to direct the next generation to receive the mantle, the Holy Spirit, and direct them into the arms of Jesus Christ so they can receive the Holy Spirit. I also challenge the young people. Those of you who are younger in here, I challenge you. Receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Pick up the mantle in these days because you're going to need it more than ever. You need to pick up the mantle. God is throwing the mantle down for you. He wants you to pick up that mantle and take the challenge, take the charge. The mantle is being passed from the older generation to the younger generation. Who's going to take up the mantle now? We saw in verse 7, not everybody wants the mantle. It's a school of prophets. They don't want the mantle. Look back at verse 7. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went, and what did they do? Stood facing them at a distance. They didn't want the mantle. They didn't want to be around it. They stood it from a distance. They didn't want that. It's a sad commentary about today's youth. It's a sad commentary about today's young people. A lot of people want to go into full-time ministry. A lot of people get degrees from seminaries. But they have no desire for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They have no desire for the mantle. And they need the mantle to finish the work. The concern, they have to have a concern for the younger generation. We must teach the younger generation about God, about the words of God, about God's life, about who Jesus Christ is. That's our job. We need to teach them and help them to grow and wax strong. We need to pass the mantle on to them as the next generation. We need to be concerned. We need to be willing to go the extra mile so that they can receive all that God has for them. But in order for that to happen, ladies and gentlemen, you need to receive all that God has for you. Some of you still haven't received all that God has for you. And once we receive that, then we can pass it on. If you don't got it, how can you pass it on? You can't pass on what you do not have. You can't. People need to have that. It's something that we all need, especially the younger generation. Young people are leaving churches in the droves. They're leaving churches constantly. 
We need people to be Elijah's. And we need the young Elisha's to be there so that we can teach them and guide them. In verse 12, Elisha tore his clothes. The old garments won't work. I don't know how much anointing Elisha had in his clothing, but he realized it wasn't enough. He needed the mantle. He needed the mantle of Elijah. His clothes weren't working, so he got rid of them. He tore them off, and he wanted Elijah's mantle. His old clothes. What this signifies to me is that as he tore his clothes, he was trying to get the spirit into his heart because it says, rend your heart, not your garments. Get your heart prepared to receive. Don't be disgusted by your clothing and outward expression of disgust. Oh, I'm tired of this. No, have it here in your heart. He needed the mantle. He needed the Holy Spirit and the promise of the double portion attached to it. Elijah didn't try to operate without Elijah's mantle. Today, we see many people of Elijah's generation as disposable. They say to you, you're too old. In with the new, out with the old. We even see young people have a bad attitude to anything traditional or fundamental. And they have left the word of God. They think it's no longer relevant. They think that somehow there are other things more relevant than the word of God. Imagine that. I'm sure you've heard that. Other things are more relevant than the word of God. Well, how can that be? This book has been around for thousands of years. And as you read through it, you find that nothing's changed. There's nothing new under the sun. You can't throw out history out of the window of destiny. You can't realize your future without changing your past. I believe every church should have Elijah's with mantles and every church should have Elisha's wanting that portion. And as we study the word of God, we should experience a new blended with the old. It should be ministering from ages one to a hundred. We have a Sunday school that ministers to kids back there on their own level. And that's why we have Sunday school. That's why we ask kids to go back there so they're ministered at their level. We're not anti-kid. We want them to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, but they need to grow at their own level. So that we have Sunday school. And it's also biblical. Notice that Elisha's anointing must be stronger. It must be a double portion because his generation was going to be harder to reach. The young people who are looking for that new mantle, looking for the mantle, they need a larger portion because this generation is much harder to reach. Every generation becomes full of doubt and they become harder to reach and more are unwilling to follow. You can see it in the school of the prophets. It's like they represent our world today. Standing on the bank, you better part the waters or we're not going to follow you. Show us what's going on. We want to see for ourselves. I think the big problem we see in this new age is we have more talent, more abilities, but it will take a stronger anointing for each generation. This is a generation. It's a drug generation, a homeless generation, a humanistic generation, a hedonistic generation, an evil generation. It will take a powerful anointing to break these chains. It will take a mantle delivered for us to set people free. But God is able. God is still able and he's still willing and he's still searching to and fro for a heart that he can show himself strong upon. One commentator said this, quote, ministry is becoming harder. So many are choosing to walk away from their calling of God. A lot of people don't mind sitting on the throne of David. They just don't want to get up and fight the Goliaths that are challenging God, unquote. Don't pick up the mantle unless you're willing to use it and wear it 
Some people want the temporary tingle. Ooh. Some people want to turn God on and turn off like a shower. God doesn't need weekend warriors to put their mandals on on Sunday. God doesn't need Sunday saints and Monday ain'ts. God needs mantle wearers. God needs people who will wear their mantles always. God needs anointed carriers, those who will take up their mantle and never lay it down. No matter what the obstacles, no matter what the problems that may come against you, you won't lay the mantle down. You will fight through whatever it is. You will fight through it and you will move forward. You will not lay the mantle down. God will never take the mantle up. He will never take it away from you. The gift of God's are irrepentant. In other words, once you have it, he's not going to take it back. You need to use it. You can run your whole life, but your mantle is still laying there for you to pick up. In fact, you can run and run and run, and I'm thinking the mantle will follow you wherever it goes. It'll be there for you to pick up whenever you're ready to pick it up. If you don't go, there's always somebody else to take your place. But he will never give up your anointing to someone else. He will be laying there till you pick up your entire life. There are people today who are picking up the mantles they ran away 40 years ago. It's scary. It's a scary thought to think that Elijah moves on and the next generation only has a school of prophets doing ministry. Remember I said that the mantle can be a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Elijah had to have the Holy Spirit to continue the ministry of the work. And then you fast forward 800 years. John the Baptist prepares the way of the Lord. And some 800 years have passed without a vision, without a power, without a strong word of God. It was a generation without Elisha's. There was no Elijah. But John the Baptist comes on the scene. He comes to the same River Jordan and he's baptizing people. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes to him. Jesus comes to him and he baptizes him. And he has God's mantle. The Holy Spirit comes on him. Fast forward three and a half years. Jesus is ready to go to the cross. His disciples are upset because he's leaving. The disciples had every, given up everything to follow Jesus, just like Elisha. And just like Elisha, the disciples had a chance to leave. They could have bolted. But Jesus asked them what they wanted to leave. Leave in John 6. And what was the reply? To whom shall we go? You have the words of life. Where else are we going to go? They were committed to following Jesus. They had witnessed great miracles for three and a half years. Jesus taught them every chance they had. He knew that he would leave shortly. So he asked them to wait in Jerusalem. Wait for the promise of the Father. Wait in those times. Wait for the promise of the Father, Jesus says. Because you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. The mantle was about to be passed. The mantle was about to be passed to the next generation. Jesus goes up into heaven. He's ascended to heaven and the disciples are going to the upper room and they're there and they're praying and they're in one accord and the Holy Spirit falls upon them and empowers them with the dunamis power to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the outer portions of the world. And the church is born. The church is now born and the disciples are empowered to do ministry. Peter and John meet the man at the gate, the lame man at the gate, beautiful. And they're brought in by the Sanhedrin. They can't find any fault with them because they can't deny that the man was healed. But just like the men who saw Elisha with Elijah's man on the Jordan River, the Sanhedrin perceived, hmm, these guys have been with Jesus. Just like Elisha had been with Elijah. They noticed Jesus' mantle was upon them, and they recognized there's something different about them. And after being warned and threatened, they returned to their friends, and they prayed for boldness. The Holy Spirit once again shakes the place, and boldness comes upon them. They took up the mantle. They took up the Holy Spirit. And they did mighty works in the name of Jesus, and they turned the world upside down. The mantle is being passed to us. We have it now. 
Don't let it lie around. Don't let it lie beside you. Pick it up. Run with it. Pick it up. Use it. It's called the Great Commission. Go forth. Christ is here right now, and he still wants to do a work in all of us, but he wants you to pick up your mantle. He wants us to be filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit. The end is quickly approaching. Look at the sign of the times. Jesus will be returning for his bride, the church. We need Elijah's today. We need Elisha's today. We need men and women filled with the Holy Spirit, trusting in the Lord, who want to once again turn the world upside down. God is ever looking, ever seeking to call you out and to want you to help. There's only one question. Are you ready? Have you accepted the challenge? Have you accepted the challenge of the mantle lying there? Have you picked it up and have you received it? And are you running with it? Or are you running away from it? You know God has placed a call upon your life. You know God has called you for something, but you keep putting it off. You keep running around in circles. But it keeps coming back, doesn't it? It keeps showing its head. Once again, here I am again. Remember me? I'm the one God called you to do 10 years ago. I'm still here. I'm waiting. And you run away. And then all of a sudden it comes back. Hello, here I am again. Nice to see you. I've been waiting for you. Have you put it off? God is calling you. God has called us all. We are his workmanship. We are his poema. We are his beautiful canvas. And as he paints this beautiful picture of our lives, it says we have works to do that he has preordained for us to do. Works that he's preordained before the foundations of the world. We have a mantle that needs to be picked up. A mantle that needs to be picked up so he can do the work we need. Now, remember, remember, there's no power in the mantle as Elijah was wearing it. The power all belongs to God. Power all belongs to God. But the power also belongs to his Holy Spirit, and he's given us the Holy Spirit. Where are you today? Where are you today? Have you picked up your mantle that was left for you? I'm your mentor by someone who you loved. Maybe has gone on to be with the Lord or just left. If you picked up your mantle, now you're ready to run with it. I pray that be you. If not, look around. Look around. It might be lying somewhere. The mantle might be lying somewhere, waiting for you to pick it up, waiting for you to go. Amen? Yeah. I get a little excited about these things. Precious Father, thank you. Thank you that we have your word. Thank you, Lord, that we can learn from your word and we can learn from the examples that we see in this beautiful, wonderful example of Elijah and Elisha. Oh, Lord, help us, Lord, to be both. Help us to be Elijah's and help us to be Elisha's, Lord. Help us, Lord. Oh, how we want to serve you, Lord. Oh, how we want to carry the message to those who are far and near. Oh, how we want to tell people about Jesus Christ. Oh, we need your power. We need the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to pick up our mantle. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are sure.
We'd love to keep studying the Word of God with you again next time on Assure Hope. In the meantime, we invite you to learn more about this program by visiting our website, assurehoperadio.com. There, you'll find our archive of previous messages from Pastor Dave Shank, available to listen to and even share with your friends and family. Just look under the Messages tab. You can listen to additional teachings from this series in 2 Kings or jump to another book of the Bible. A Sure Hope is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cape May. If you're not already connected to a church family, we'd love for you to join us this weekend. We meet weekly, Sundays at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. We'd be happy to get to know you and hear about your story. Find all the information you need by visiting assurehoperadio.com. Look on our website for directions as well as the various ministries that we offer. If you live further away or are unable to come in person, we'd love for you to be a part of our church family virtually. You can join us for church online through Facebook Live and on YouTube. Just follow the links that are available at assurehoperadio.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe to keep up to date with the latest information. As this edition comes to a close, we want you to know we're grateful you're a part of our listening audience. Make sure to join us again next time for more from 2 Kings, where Pastor Dave will pick up where he left off. We look forward to that time with you again as you continue to learn and grow here on Assure Hope.